From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 337, for the week of August 28, 2014. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson and Wayne Toygo. And in this segment, Wayne talks about his recent trip to Six Flags Magic Mountain. That's something we don't talk a lot about and so I guess Wayne was our human, for that. <laughs> our human sacrifice and took a trip down there, well, actually, up uh, down there for you, up there for people at Disneyland. But anyway, Wayne, welcome back. Greetings, thank it's only you. Been a couple of weeks, but welcome back. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's great being yeah. here. Hello, everyone. Hi, honey bunny. How's oh. everything here in Happy Disneyland Land <laughs> Podcast Land? It is wonderful. We're Excellent. good. I Excellent. Think. Well, I have been going to Magic Mountain for about as long as I've been in California, which has been since the late 70s. And I, I remember going a lot when I was a kid, not so much as an adult, though. <laughs> it, it has gone through all the regular theme park ups and downs that we've seen in the whole industry. Mm-hmm. The 80s were a wonderful time for Magic Mountain. And then it had some downturns. It had some uh, interest and uh, actually some problems with security there for a while. And of recent, it seems to be coming back. And it seems to be coming back uh, very, very strongly, which I was, I was pleasantly surprised at. It hasn't always been a Six Flags park. In fact, right. Magic Mountain was one of those independent parks when it... Mm-hmm first came in into uh into view um and it's it's gone through a, quite a few changes over its history and i forget exactly when six flags took it over but ever since then it seems to have been getting progressively better and i must just say at the outside I had a wonderful time there uh really really nice nice day that uh, i went down there but it this wasn't is kind of a Colossus pilgrimage. Well, I was going to say this wasn't just on a whim. This wasn't just that I hadn't been there in uh, quite a few years, which I hadn't been. But I caught uh, I caught the news that their big roller coaster, the Colossus, was closing at the end of the summer. And in fact, as of the date of this podcast, uh, Colossus is now hats off. Colossus is now closed. It it actually closed on. August the 16th of this year. You folks know this roller coaster. You've probably seen it in many films. I saw a list of all the films that it has been featured in. The The most notable one is the movie Vacation that uh, starred Chevy Chase and a number of other folks. In the final scenes of the movie, the entire group goes up and down a very large wooden roller coaster, uh, and that's the Colossus. That's the Colossus roller coaster. From the freeway, you can easily see it. It's pure white. It takes up a lot of the front 
view of the park uh, and, and it, it's, it stands in front of the big mountain that ma- makes up Magic Mountain. It's, it's been around since the late 70s. It is one of the few racing coasters. By that, I mean it has, um, it has twin tracks um, and, and is one of the few that does have this feature. And back in its, in its real heyday, they would race the trains. Uh, they would launch them uh, simultaneously up the lift hill, and they would chase each other through the entire uh, track. It, for coaster enthusiasts, it's, it's called an out-and-back track. Um, it, it was always touted as the longest, the highest, the fastest coaster, of course, in later years eclipsed by several other of the more modern coasters. But for a wooden roller coaster, it had always held its own. They did have some, uh, I think it was seismic problems at some point in its history, but they actually they wanted to retain it, and so they improved it and fixed it up and it's 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 been a classic for its entire time but magic mountain is the coaster park it competes with some of the biggest coaster parks around the country and i believe they just i think what they do what they want to do is they they want to use that land for something a little bit more modern a lot of real estate it does take up a large footprint in land uh on on that small area that magic mountain takes up but um Boy, I got to tell you, I don't think it was because it was closing. I think I I went on just a regular day, and it always had a line. It it was always uh, you know running trains at capacity for the entire day. So, boy, I hope they have something good planned because um, this this coaster will be missed. Um, as as a little footnote here, uh, by the way, uh, shame on Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, it was like less than a week after the 16th when Colossus closed, Knott's started promoting that Ghost Rider is now the longest, <laughs> highest, fastest, greatest, bestest. And, and boy, Facebook lit up, and thank goodness, because as long as that thing stands, I'm sorry, Colossus is still king. <laughs> So anyway, my trip was to go down there for one last ride, one last ride on Colossus and uh, enjoy a day at Magic Mountain, uh, which I haven't done in, in a number of years. So Magic Mountain is located in the tiny town of Valencia, California. It's about an hour north of Disneyland with no traffic, um, <laughs> north of Burbank and Universal Studios on Interstate 5. It's, it's very easy to get to. Um, you just, you have to be prepared for traffic, especially on weekends from the Los Angeles area going up there. So, you know, plan your travel times accordingly, especially if you're all the way down in Anaheim, the, um, Los Angeles area locals know what it is to try and, you know, take interstate five all the way up out of town to the north where Valencia is, but once you get in the area, whether you're coming north or south, it's very easy to get to um, freeway exits, well-marked, easy entrance to parking, um, no problem getting there. For accommodations, there's lots of choices in the area. Um, there are a number of smaller surrounding cities that have 
every kind of accommodation that that you're looking for. Um, it's about 20 minutes from Burbank if you want to take your accommodations there, if you're going to yeah. tie this to, say, a universal trip, again, traffic permitting and such. Um, but if Magic Mountain is your destination uh, and you're a day traveler like I was, then um, you can. You there are plenty of alternatives right there in Valencia, and that's what I, I chose. Um, inside the city itself, Magic Mountain is literally just off the freeway, and the town of Valencia is just like a mile or two off off the interstate. And I went to a Hyatt that's right near the central part of the Valencia city. Um, don't want to turn this into a hotel review, but what a nice facility. It's the Hyatt Regency that's right off there off uh, Magic Martin, Mountain Parkway, I believe, on one of the adjacent roads. They have a small convention facility there. They have restaurants. They have a big, big, nice lounge. They have a pool with, out, with an outdoor fireplace and poolside dining. There's free parking on site. They have valet service, too. The rooms were excellent, uh, uh, really, really nice. Uh, big rooms, uh, nicely furnished. It was quiet, um, always a very big feature for me. Uh, this, is, this is one reason why I try to stay away from the hotels that are right off the freeway. I want a quiet experience. This is one reason why I am not that fond around the Disneyland area of the hotels that are adjacent to Harbor Boulevard because so many of them back up to Interstate 5 in that area. Being into town, the Hyatt is well away from the interstate, well away from the noisy streets. Um, nice, nice area. Um, It's adjacent to an outdoor shopping mall, and there's lots of other smaller stores around there, too. And in fact, the night that I arrived, I arrived on a Friday night, and they were doing, they had closed the the little outside shopping mall down, blocked it off, and they were doing a Friday night jazz festival. So they even have entertainment in the city there. So accommodation-wise, I was very pleased with uh, the choices down there, but the biggest advantage for the reason that I stayed there outside of the very nice room is the hometown trolley. Now, this is a service that the city of Valencia runs from about, I would say, about a half a dozen hotels right around the city. And they, it's essentially a free shuttle service to Magic Mountain. Free. Nice. Picks nice. you up. Now, here I thought you were going to say it was to have a close room so you could change your underwear after some of those rides. Exactly. Which, you know what, with this trolley, that really wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> you know how some of, the, some of the hotels around our favorite Disneyland resort, they'll run shuttle service in the morning, you're out of luck all afternoon, and they'll run a couple of shuttles in the evening. This ran all day long. And it was on a very manageable schedule, uh, you know, like once an hour from whatever hotel you were staying at. And again, about a half a dozen of the right. most popular. But it were, they were all clustered together, you know. So if you didn't happen to stay at a place where it stopped, you probably a block away was a trolley stop. A free 
um, they were always on time, and it saves you the $20 parking charge. So wow. that, that was a big win. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me start off with tickets. Um, Magic Mountain tickets are varied, and there are a wide range of options. It's, it's almost confusing, but let me break it down for you, because the, when you really look at it, the choices are pretty obvious. At the gate, you're going to pay $70 to get in for adults. They do something very interesting for kids. For kids, they price break it to $45 if you are under 48 inches tall. And I think this is brilliant. This is so much better than trying to guess an age when really the entertainment value is not really based on age. We especially know that preteens and the like growing spurts and and who knows it's you know it's not really about age it's about can you ride the rides many of the rides that have height restrictions are going to be at 48 inches so if you're under 48 inches you have limited things you can do and so they charge you less and i just i applaud six flags for this policy more theme parks ought to adopt this rather than the silly age range. Under two years old, free, um, but um, you don't have to, you don't even have to go this high because there are so many online options for tickets. Within one day, you can go online and reduce the $70 gate price down to $50 uh, anytime, day before, night before, whatever and avoid the trip to the ticket window altogether. Or, like me, if you're able to plan just five days in advance, you go online and your ticket price is $45. $45 for a full day's admission to Magic Mountain. What, what a wonderful price. And then they have, they have a number of season pass options as well, um, starting with what they call just their regular season pass which is $80 for a calendar year season so you buy you buy a season pass right now and it's valid for the 2014 year season right so like nuts yeah now the cool thing about these season passes and I didn't know this until I got there a season pass purchased at Magic Mountain good for Unlimited admission to all Six Flags parks. Great America. And attention, also Discovery Kingdom up here. So you got uh, Great America is actually a Cedar Fair park. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But but Discovery Kingdom up here in Northern California is a Six Flags park. And you got, you know, all the other Six Flags parks across the country. Mm -hmm. So you take, you know, you take your $45 online pass. It's not even double to get a season pass for every other park for the for the calendar year. I didn't go for that. But, you know, that's (laughs) If was, if I tempting. if I thought my vacation schedule was going to be a little more varied this year, I'd have definitely gone that option. But they have an even they have an even more creative one, and that's what they call memberships. Now, a Magic Mountain membership works on a monthly payment system. 
And the deal is, is you are literally paying per month, and you can cancel at any time. Really? You have to, you have to pay for the first 12 months, and it's auto-renewing, and it auto-renews forever until you cancel it. And it works out... At the same rate? It works out to about 90 to $100 a year, um, depending on whether you put up a security deposit or not. So uh, figure, figure instead of the $80 for one calendar year, you can auto-renew at $90 forever, just forever. Huh. And, and again, all the benefits of... A regular season pass, and that's that's monthly payments. So it's it works out to like six, seven, little seven fifty something like that per month. Um, if you could lock in that rate forever, wow. I, I I don't know if it expands, but this is something to check out. I think especially yeah. if you're a local, and and this yeah. is important. And there are a bunch of others too. Um, the most expensive pass that they have, which includes the water parks also and parking, was like $135 for, for a season pass. They have add-ons for dining. There's lots of ticketing options. But bottom line here is, for me, what I paid to get in was 45 bucks online, five-day advance, done. And we all know what it t- costs to get into Disneyland these days. Uh-huh. Once you get in, there's one other thing you want to consider, especially if you are a day visitor like I was. And this is their form of a fast pass, which they call a flash pass. And I'm hoping to get that word right throughout the rest of this. This is more than get a ticket and get in line and bypass the line. This is an actual gadget that you sign up for and carry around during the day. And you are able to, through the use of this gadget, make a reservation for any attraction in the park at any time. So, for example, you pick up your gadget and you decide, I want to ride the Water Rapids ride. You scroll down, you select that ride, and it tells you what time to come to the special entrance for that ride. Hmm. Now, the wait times, there's three levels of wait times. A little strange to think about at first, but very easy once you get to using it. The regular flash pass gives you a wait time that is equal to the current wait time at the ride at that particular moment. So say it's 11 o'clock and we're at the park, and I decide to make a reservation for a specific ride that right then, even though I'm not standing near the ride, but wherever that ride is, it's got a 30-minute wait. I could make a reservation right now, and it would save that for me at... 30 minutes plus my time, 11.30. And then at 11.30, I appear at the special flash pass entrance gate. They check my little gadget, and I go right up, usually up the exit row. The cost of a regular flash pass is $40 in addition to your entrance ticket. 
Now, it turns bad. that mm-hmm. turns out to be the one I got, and I got to tell you, this I've been to. I, I've done Fast Pass, obviously, at Disneyland for years. I just got finished doing Walt Disney World with Magic Band and all of that. This is so much better. You don't have to deal with an online app. You don't have to deal with all the complications of deciding what to do when. This is one Mm -hmm. reservation at a time. You decide which one. You can change it at any time you want. And there's also two more levels. So if you're really impatient, if you, you know, I want to go there and I don't care about nothing. I just want to ride rides till I'm sick. So the next level up is called Gold. And it's $70 additional. And what it does is it cuts your wait time up to 50% of the current wait time. So if the current wait sort time is... Sort of like is, Universal Express Pass. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, whatever the wait time is, you're going to get half of that and you get to get up to the special line. The premium one, which they call the platinum one, now this one cuts it even further, and you get to get admission to the attraction up to 90% faster than the current wait time. That one costs you 100 bucks, so that's, that's really deluxe, and now you're talking about double the cost, probably, of your admission, but now you're literally you're going from attraction to attraction as fast as you can walk there. Right. So that's Addi- Universal's Express Pass in the summertime. Okay. Additionally, what this Platinum Flash Pass allows you to do is what they call two times consecutive rides. So they give you a little wristband, and when you ride the ride, you flash your wristband, and you can stay on the ride, in the seat, and ride the attraction a second time. That's useful. Never saw that before. Never seen that before. Not even at Universal in Florida. Saw a couple of people who had that, and, you know, for the heavy, heavy riders, the ones that just want their thrills and that's all they're there for, have at it. This one's great. But for me, for me... The pictures and me. <laughs> for me, the regular Flash Pass worked out the best. So 40 bucks in addition to your ticket, and you don't ever have to stand in a queue line. So, so this was great. So you pick it up at the front gate. You give your driver's license as a security deposit. It took a little bit of time in the morning to pick it up. But, you know, all things considered, it was probably about a 15-minute wait to pick up my little gadget. And it's about, it's about the size of an oversized stopwatch, but it's a little plastic device. It's got a black and white LCD screen on it, which... You know how difficult smartphones with color screens are to read in bright sunlight because this one has a black and white screen. Oh, yeah, it definitely. reads perfectly in sunlight, and, and it's backlit, so if you do step into the shadows, you can still read it, so it's perfect. Got a couple of buttons on it, so you scroll down to your attraction. You can see right then what the wait times are what the what the reservation times are base that on where you are and how how long you think you'll it'll take you to get there and how long you want to wait click the reserve button and it locks that in at any point you can cancel that reservation and go make a new one you can only hold one reservation at a time but when your time comes you go up to the entrance 
they give a little click to your device and check you in and at that point you like you're into the loading line and so there's a couple of minute wait and at that point you can make a reservation for your next one so if you have your plan th- this is great this whole thing was just just wonderful i used it all day long i even made several changes during the day that worked out perfectly um, one one extra little thing and then we'll get off flash pass it also gives you alerts on the device for the rides that are down huh even if they occur during the day and that happened to me so at one point i'm having lunch and colossus went down and so my little device buzzed and beeped and it said you know colossus down and it doesn't give you a reason it just says down and then a little while later it'll it, it, when the ride comes back up you get another little alert colossus is now working and the best part about that is you never lose your reservation so oh, that's in that nice. yeah it, it was that was wonderful and it would tell you about that for all the attractions even ones that you don't have a reservation for so if you see that you know the scream ride has been down all day you might think well Maybe this one ain't going to get fixed. Maybe I won't make a reservation for that one. I'll just see if it ever comes up. Um, Anyway, loved it, loved it, wouldn't trade it, would probably for day people, um, I would get it every time. Preparation wise, forty bucks. I mean, oh that's yeah, low compared yeah. to what I've seen for Universal. So, so total cost for me to get in forty bucks for the Flash Pass, forty five for the online ticket. I'm still under a hundred bucks, and I didn't pay for parking. Yeah, so this this was <laughs> this this was great. This 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 was economical. The only thing else you might want to prepare for for your day. Especially if it's sun- summertime, bring your sunscreen or lather yourself up before you get there because northern Los Angeles area, that it's warm. You're not getting ocean breezes out here. It's, it's like Disneyland on the worst days, and you get a lot of direct sun, not too much breeze unless you're on the very top of the mountain but you want to you want to be prepared for the summertime heat especially now is the flash pass something you can book in advance or do you need to book it in advance you can but you don't have to okay. i did i i purchased that ahead of time so i had a little voucher so i made no stop at the ticket window um i just you know went up um through security check your bags they have most theme parks, most real, you know, theme parks these days have full-blown metal detectors, not just the wands. I think Knott's is about Knott's is one of the few that only has wands. Lots of the other theme parks have gone to full-blown airport-style metal detectors. And you know, it's really not a nuisance. In fact, it gave me a lot of it, it gave me a feel a good feeling knowing right. that they were you know if you got a backpack then step over here we're gonna we're gonna dump your backpack well I don't think they dumped it but they're gonna they're gonna really look for it this wasn't casual so I felt very good going through that and it didn't take that long they had tons of gates um, from being dropped off by the trolley. To getting inside the park took me, 
I'm going to say 15 or 20 minutes, and I was there like less than a half hour after opening time. So it it really wasn't that bad. Um, as far as nighttime, if you're going to be in some of the, the uh, off times, you might need to bring a jacket um, because being being that it's tending to be a more desert-like climate, the temperatures are going to drop off once once the sun goes down. So my day started out um, getting up and getting on the trolley and heading to the park and getting into the park, picking up my flash pass. On this day, which was a Saturday, park hours were 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., Summer hours, very typical for a theme park, so I wanted to get the most out of the time I was there. I got serviceably into the park by about 10.30, and I stayed until until park close. Um, as soon as I got in, I made a quick pass by the front gate souvenir stores just to kind of get the lay of the land and see what was going on and, you know, just kind of soak up some of the environment. And then looked at the map and decided that my first destination was going to be right around the corner at Magic Mountain's classic first looping roller coaster called the Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this roller coaster was also featured in the movie Vacation. It was one of the 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 one that they went on that was the full circular loop. This this really is, it's touted as the world's first giant looping coaster, the one that actually goes in a complete circle. Now, ironically, Knott's Berry Farm has the title for the very first inverted coaster, and that's with their old corkscrew roller coaster that isn't there anymore. Um, but it's it's a different format. It's it's the lazy rollover corkscrew that you've probably seen in other parks. Yeah. Revolution is a full inverted looping coaster, and it's still there, and it's still great, and it was still lots of fun. And used my flash pass on the very first thing, and I think I think from the time I made the reservation until I actually walked up there, I maybe waited five minutes. So. Already, the fast pass was paying for itself. Flash pass. I knew I'd say that. <laughs> uh, and from that point, since I was at that side of the park, the the park is arranged not home and spoke, but in a circle. The mountain, the magic mountain, is literally in the center. So you can kind of go clockwise or counterclockwise. There's a couple of ways to go up and over the mountain. Um, but in general, I kind of went clockwise from the front gate. Um, went up to the top of the mountain via a little incline railroad that they have there and rode their suspended coaster called the Ninja. Now, this isn't, this is an older style suspended coaster where the truck follows the track and the car that you're seated in is swinging from a suspension uh, below the track. So as the ride twists, the cars swing back and forth. So rather than fighting the G-forces, this ride is very smooth and follows the G-forces. It's a very fun feeling. Uh, Very good for us older folk. (laughs) um, They have a land... 
Say that again. <laughs> I said speak for yourself. I am speaking for myself. <laughs> One of the landmark attractions that you can see from way outside the park is a gigantic orange sky tower. Um, sort of looks like a big... Um, it's either a great big oil derrick or a great big, you know, uh, uh, like an Eiffel Tower. It's huge. It's like 300 feet in the air on, on top of the mountain, something like that. Um, I've been up there before. Although all the signs were still up, it looked like the Sky Tower has been closed for a very long time. Uh, I, I couldn't find out when when it was closed or or, or why, but... It looks like it could be open, um, but it just wasn't. Um, although it's still on the maps, it's still on all the street signs and everything. Hmm. Anyway, uh, that was about the only disappointment I had for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, went ahead and went on their version of the Whitewater Rapids ride. Um, they have free lockers, just like at... Um, in, in DCA, um, I think it's it's either two or three hours free, and then That's per enough. hour pay after that, and you know just as easy and plenty of time to put all your stuff there so it doesn't get wet. Right. Very good attraction. You know the theme parks that aren't Disney sometimes get put down because they don't have you know most people think they don't have the style of theming that Disney goes through. Uh, this Roaring Rapids ride, I think, was a perfect example of great experience, great theming, everybody's laughing, and of course, the kids got totally drenched, which they're laughing like crazy at. This is the kind of thing that makes this park, I think, a cut above most people's expectations, is what the rides and the attractions actually are once you, once you really get to them. And because all these rides traverse the mountain and the surrounding area, there's lots of landscaping. It goes up and down and in and out of the mountain in some cases. Um, Theming-wise, most of these attractions are just great. Um, a little while later, I rode another water attraction that they call the Jet Stream. And it's it's sort of a log ride style that goes up and around the mountain. Simple, but fun. Just really fun. Also on the backside of the park, they have another wooden roller coaster that's more akin to Knott's Ghost Rider um, called the Apocalypse. Um, really good roller coaster. In fact, I gotta tell you, between Colossus and the Apocalypse, I personally think they're both better than Ghost Rider right now. Ghost Rider was was great when it was brand new, and I don't think there's a person agree uh, that would disagree right now that it hasn't become the world's ricketyest roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Apocalypse also has a really interesting feature. Um, I think they call it a station fly-through, where the roller coaster track itself goes right through the loading station on the second story above <coughs> the train that's loading. So as you're standing there waiting for your turn, each time a train goes through, another train will come 
literally flying through the station at like 60 nice. miles an hour. It's, it's a pretty good rush. And when you're on it, it's like, oh, my word, we're going through this thing. Really, really good. Um, in the back of the park. Is, is that in the spot where Cyclone was? That is the Cyclone. Uh, they okay. they renamed it, but yes, this is this is the same attraction. It got a little bit of a facelift a number of years and got uh, ago and got renamed, but it's the same attraction as the Cyclone. Okay. I, I didn't like that one. I used to like it because they put sound generators or some kind of sound thing on the wheels so that it made a wind rushing noise when it when it came came around the corners. Um, but yeah, same, same, same ride. Okay. Um, back in the back, they have in the same area, uh, an area of crafty stores and some, um, some games and a few, um, uh, uh, fast food counter service type, uh, uh, food locations. Um, this is where the candy store is and they're still set up. It looks like they're still set up for demonstrations there. This was something that they used to do long ago. I'm not sure they still do it anymore, but we might check the schedule if you go there and see if they're doing, they, they show, um, how they make their candy, whether it's fudge or, you know, all, uh, some of their others. A huge kitchen with big glass windows and standing areas with uh, benches that you can get up on. And um, and that's not the only store that looks like it's set up for demos and stuff. There's a wood sign shop there and a few others. And this is in the back of the park. Um, this lends itself to... A, a nice variety rather than just ride to ride to ride to ride to ride. Um, right. Really, it, 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 the park is laid out very nice. They really, Magic Mountain has always had a nice flow to it. Um, the rides are interspersed with a lot of other attractions and things to look at and lots of places to sit when you just want to take a rest and find a cool place or take a drink or whatever and um, very nicely laid out. So by this time, it's a little bit into afternoon and it's lunchtime and this was the thing that I was, I would say, the most hesitant or, or had the least expectation for was dining at a Six Flags park. Not that there's anything wrong with Six Flags in particular, but I knew I wasn't going to get Cafe Orleans or Blue Bayou. I was prepared for theme park food. And so I just, I, in the area where I was, I picked lunch at a place called JB's Texas Barbecue. Okay. And they, they had, well, first of all, they were grilling outdoors, so they had the big open pit grill, and they were, they were grilling up chicken and ribs. And you felt like you were at Knott's Berry Farm. Barbecued corn, and it smelled wonderful, and I decided, yeah, this is the place where I'm going to go. Well, I wound up having a pulled pork sandwich, which was, that sounds good. It was to die for. They had homemade coleslaw, which I know this was this wasn't no Costco coleslaw. This this had to be made right there, and yeah. they also served um, freshly made kettle chips. 
this was a wonderful lunch and it wasn't that expensive i think the whole lunch for me was like right around 20 bucks with drink uh, not 20 uh 15 bucks with drink um and it was it was wonderful outdoor seating under the umbrellas um right off the path so you could people watch and watch the roller coasters and everything uh, that this was a this was one of the bigger surprises and just uh, uh, quite nice. I really wasn't expecting to be this in awe of the food there, but hats off to food service there. Um, the people were friendly. The place was clean. There was ample seating, which is sometimes a problem at some other theme parks we know of. Um, and in fact, I think I mentioned earlier as I'm sitting there having lunch. My little flash pass buzzed and beeped and gave me alert that Colossus went down. And by that time, I had already had a reservation for Colossus. So I was used to this. And it's like, okay, let me finish my lunch. And if we have to make some um, uh, changes, you know, it's, it's a little while until my reservation. And so I didn't do anything. And by the time I had finished lunch, the thing beeped and buzzed at me again and Colossus is back up and I didn't lose my reservation so the plans were unabated I just went on my way and got on to Colossus at exactly when I when I planned to um and that, that was the next thing that I did which was that was that was the highlight of the day let, I let mean, me stop you right there um we're getting short on time so let me let's let's finish this up next time and we will hear all about your final ride on the Colossus. Yay. Uh, in the meantime, thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Nancy. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.